0: All right. Now it's okay. All right. (laughs) Okay.
1: So we're we're talking today about Me Too, which is their uh, social media response to Harvey Weinstein and uh, women – you just said it very well. Go ahead and say it.
0: Okay. So – The way that I explain, have been explaining it to people is that it's it's the Facebook response, and I think they are doing it in other places, so the social media response would be accurate, but basically the Facebook response to Harvey Weinstein, just the bullshit that's going on with Harvey Weinstein, and trying to bring awareness to the fact that it is every single woman. Like, every single woman has been, in some way, shape, or form... Um, cat called molested harassed raped and it just putting the simple me too words up on up on your Facebook page helps to generate that awareness uh, because yes in fact it is every single woman yeah <laughs> and I I just told you that it took me – it actually took me over 24 hours to post Me Too because of just, like, the sheer mental acrobatics that it took to admit to yourself and then admit to, like, like be strong enough to, like, know that you're going to say it publicly to other people and knowing that you might get called out, might, might get called into question, might get asked follow-up questions and all of that stuff. But so the first, the first person that I saw do it was very early on, um, I guess this was yesterday, very early in the morning yesterday. So that was October 15th. Is it the 16th today? Yeah. Okay. So October 15th, 2017, very early in the morning, um, It was very concise and very to the to the letter of the request of it just said me too. And then it had the quote that you're that you're meant to write at the end, like generating awareness, the simple me too um, just just tells people that like it's it's a lot of women. It's it's many women. And I was like, oh, that's really that's really positive um, that that were generating awareness. And then I looked at who it was, the first woman that posted it, and I was like I didn't know. I didn't know that that woman experienced harassment in her life. And then the more and more women who posted it, some of them I did know about the harassment that they experienced and some of I some of it I knew the degree to which the harassment took place or the the other things that have taken place. And what put me over the edge was one of my teachers from my MFA program posted a a follow-up. She's like, it took me a really long time to write this. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't post this. And she she said it very eloquently because she's a poet and just an all-around beautiful person. But she's like, I know that I have to post it. But there's this other part of me that's like the, the amount of shame that I have to put myself through to post it. Just, it feels so terrible. And after I read that, I knew that I had to post. I had, I had to post. Um, yeah. <sighs> because you think about it and all of these things that you kind of shrug off because I was talking to someone later as a follow-up. Like, you shrug off the street harassment. You, str- you shrug off the, oh, just general sexist comment here and there. You shrug off the weird, like, lingering hug. Or the weird, odd, like, was that a boob graze? Was that an accidental boob graze? How do you tell? <laughs> like, but... Yeah, the the thing that I kind of wanted to dig into a little bit is like all of the all of the memories that came back to me when I started thinking about it like have I actually been harassed because for a while, I mean up until even up until even 3 years ago, I was still saying to myself and to others, I am so grateful that, that I have never gone through any of that. I'm so grateful that I have never had to to go through that, that I've been in an environment that didn't require me to deal with that. And really, I was lying to myself and to them, like bald face. <laughs> and what actually brought it to all of those memories. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Like... What brought all of those memories to the surface was that I started getting catcalled when I went to Pittsburgh. So that was the first time that I was like certain that I was being catcalled and that I was the one being catcalled. And that, I mean, because there was no one else around. Like I was alone on a street at, at five o'clock in the morning. And I was getting people slowing down and saying, hey, baby, how are you? Blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm literally wearing a bow tie right now because I'm going to work. Do I look like I could possibly, like, respond to you in any way? No, I do not. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could, I yeah, I feel very strongly that I have to write about my experience with with sexual harassment and sexual assault, but I just, I don't have a fucking clue how to start talking about it.
1: Where do you think you would start?
0: I I don't know um, if I should start at the beginning, like when I was very very young, and mm-hmm. I don't know what I would include. Because it incriminates people who are still close to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually got a tiny letter, which brought which is the whole thing that brought on the conversation about us starting a tiny letter. <laughs> was my friend who is a trans woman, fantastic person, all around like I just love being in her presence. But she she put me too on her Facebook page. And then her tiny letter was called Me Too. And she's like, I felt really conflicted about saying me too, because most of the sexual harassment and sexual abuse that she experienced was while she was male presenting. Hmm. And she's like, Hmm. she's like, I know that it makes sense that everybody should say me too, like, if you have ever experienced sexual, it's not just women. It's men and everything, but she's like, I didn't want to horn in on this movement just because I'm female presenting now or any of these things. But, like, she said it so eloquently in her letter, and maybe I'll just link to her tiny letter. But, yeah, like, there are so many. It just got me thinking about all the reasons why you don't write Me to, And I had people respond to me on my on my Facebook post, because I literally just said me too and it took me twenty four hours to write this. Um but they responded and one of the one of the people who responded, I very clearly know her experience with the you know, with sexual harassment and rape and all of these things. And she's like, I still haven't been brave enough to do it. And I'm like you can like you should i i want you, like the reason that we need to do this is but i completely understand because it was someone again who was very close to her mm mm-hmm. and there's just so much there's so much trauma that goes beyond just the initial trauma of being raped mm-hmm. and actually that's someone um that's something that I got to talk – I was lucky enough to talk to someone who's a rape survivor uh, about, like, she's like, it happened once in real life, but it happened to me millions and millions and millions of times in my head. Mm.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Anyway. I just was wondering if you had any – additional thoughts on this movement and i know you brought up harvey weinstein i think it was just in jest (laughs) um
1: i have also had also been struggling with it about the me too when i saw it yesterday i was like i don't i don't know if i would horn in on something like that because (laughs) because i haven't i don't Feel like I have experienced the casting couch, and I have been in a number of very. Uh, I've put myself in a couple of different dangerous situations uh, because I was stupid and I thought I was being, I was, I I thought I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was really young and dumb.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but wait a minute, like those are all the reasons that that like. That's not you talking, just so you know. Like <laughs> I you say that you were young and dumb and that you you put yourself into these situations when no one should have to fear for their their body at a given moment. Like it feels like a lot of people do what you just did and you take responsibility for something that happened to you that isn't your fault. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I, I and when I st- and then when you mentioned that you struggled with it, I immediately had all these like things pop into my head. Like when you said that, it like draw like all yeah. you reading the other Me Toos and the and the essays, all of a sudden all the all these things start to drop and it's um All of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, that. Oh, shit. Well, there was that, too. Yep. And that happened and that happened and there was that as well. Uh, Not, again, like, well, you're right. You're right. I I keep qualifying it and that is the problem is that being a woman that you qualify qualify it or, like, you know, Courtney Love made her statement. I don't know if you saw that, but, like, a number of years ago – She made, shoot, I think it was on Refinery29. Let's see if I can find it. Here we go. 2005, uh, Courtney Love. uh, A video of Courtney Love warning young actresses about Harvey Weinstein has been burning up the internet. The video, which surfaced by TMZ, was shot in 2005 on the red carpet for the Pamela Anderson Comedy Central roast. Love is asked if she has any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood. Love at first hesitates and then says, I'll get libeled if I say it. If Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party in the Four Seasons Hotel, don't go, Love says.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then – um she said, "Although I wasn't one of his victims," she tweeted this recently. Although I wasn't one of his victims, I was eternally banned from CAA, the Creative Artists Agency, for speaking out against Harvey Weinstein. She wrote while sharing the TMZ story, mm. which they had. So, um, so yeah, she spoke out, and but at the same time, like again, how many people speak out? And have said something, but everyone was just like, meh, open secret, <laughs> you know. Or uh, I guess there were the people that, you know, God bless them, the people who, uh, you know, PR publicists who are like, I'm going with you and I am not leaving your side
0: mm-hmm.
1: the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then somebody else, somebody else is there too. And somebody else is there and in full view of both of these people. As well as the woman, as well, Harvey Weinstein still is like, uh, says to, with all these people in the room says, so there was another actress sitting exactly where you're sitting and she is now famous and has awards, uh, and has been in movies. If you want that, then you will come to my room alone. (laughs) And she was like, well, I'm not actually really that interested. She says, uh she actually told him point blank, well, I'm not actually that interested in being an actor. So I won't be coming back here. Thank you. Um, And but she says, but I think, you know, I that was true. When I said that, that it was absolutely true. I was 19. I'd been in the business for 14 years. I was totally over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still loved acting. I still love acting. And she says, I wonder what it would have been like for me or any other or what it was like for those women that did mm-hmm. care and were like, OK, all right, I guess this is the way it is or it's what it's got to be because, yeah, anyway, I it was hard for me to put it down because I just I, I kept justifying all these other things and like everybody in the business apparently or in all businesses have been doing. Like I, I even microaggressions. Hmm. I know it's become a thing now, but they're, and I know that some people think they're bullshit, and well, they're assholes. Because... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a thing. Microaggressions a thing. are a thing. It's the little tiny things that keep wearing you down, so that you start protecting and justifying your attacker. All. The damn time in everything that yeah. you do.
1: Yeah, I Ugh. mean, I was on the bus coming home on Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, Friday. I don't know, so- some day. I was on the bus just recently this mm-hmm. weekend. Okay, and uh, this guy started yapping at me, and he was drunk. I think, and uh, at any <laughs> rate, he had he had no inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and then start, and I. Was like, I really don't want to talk to you, but I don't re- want this to turn into a thing. And part of me was like, Well, I don't want to be an a hole to somebody. So I, but that's the thing is that even with some people that you're like, I don't want to be an a hole to you, but at the same time, like, I don't want you to pay attention to me. I don't want you to make any comments to me and I certainly was really hoping that this conversation would not turn into how you like my smile and mm-hmm. how I'm so pretty and who do I remind you of? I don't want to have this conversation with you. Don't don't fucking talk to me about this. You and I just was like, oh my God, why did the, and I knew it. I was like, if I smile at that guy, this is what this conversation is going to turn into Mm -hmm. or not smile. But like, if I acknowledge Uh, his human existence, that is what this is going to turn into. And sure enough, it fucking did. And I was like, God damn it. Now, I I mean, this is the way I feel on the bus all the time. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't like to walk home. This is why I don't like to take the subway. This is why I don't like walking on the street anywhere by myself.
0: And like- This is why we had a long conversation about you running in the park and, like, having to take Jacob with you. Like, having to have someone else there.
1: And in New York, I walked a lot of places all by myself. And I I would do it in any city. Mm -hmm. But there's always this little thing in my head that's like, I got to be watching everywhere I go. I got to be wearing my crazy hat. I got to be looking like I, I don't know, looking like not like a dumb blonde, I guess, (laughs) or I don't know what to look like. Uh, And I, you know, all the time I'm like, fuck, I should really take some, uh, you know, personal defense training. Um, And that's just walking around. That's just like trying to be responsible and take the, you know, not, have a gas guzzling car driving that everywhere in LA like that's and that's ridiculous it's so stupid um and that's just from people I don't even know from people that I do know like I've had bosses make comments every now and then and I've been like what really you fuck (laughs) like oh my god you know (laughs) I didn't I and it's not that it made the in that case in the the in the case of the – well, there were two bosses that said things. But this one boss had said something. He was kind of a little bit drunk or whatever. And it wasn't really sexual harassment, but it was kind of sexual harassment.
0: It's really <laughs> – See all this qualifying language? <laughs> it was yeah. uh, I was probably – yeah, definitely sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. Like he
1: says, uh, like, hey, honey, will you go get me a drink? And I was like, um, I'm here." <laughs> your marketing manager and your art director is standing right there and I looked at his art director who's like a really good friend of mine and my eyes got really big and I was looking at him like did you just hear him say that did you just say that we're just gonna okay and I walked to the you know to the bar and got us a drink and was like now, now I feel like I, I don't know again again it was like a microaggression I was like oh yeah okay I guess I'm, I'm never gonna be taken seriously I'm never everyone's just gonna be noticing that I'm a woman mm-hmm. that's clear mm-hmm. and uh, I'm and this is going to be way harder than I ever thought it would be or whatever like right. my aspirate I, I clearly if I have aspirations, <laughs> I I felt like oh the jig is up <laughs> <laughs> I have fooled everyone up until this moment that I am a woman <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh crap I forgot to tuck in my vagina this morning <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: oh shit they just realized I'm a woman <laughs> and I, I can't remember if I asked him about it later and if he even thought it was a big deal or a thing but uh, or yeah or in New York when I uh, was on the train on the way to work and fucking guy like full on frittaged me on a on on the um, it was a very packed express bus from upper the upper west side down to uh, Grand Central or to not Grand Central to Penn Station. Um, and then I had to change trains. Oh. Then I saw him a couple days later. Same fucking train. Oh, no. Same time doing it to a bunch of other women. And I kept, I was looking at them and I was giving him, we were giving other women, we were giving him dirty looks. She was like trying to get away, but we were all like fucking stuck there. And so then, and you can't really, I, I, I say you can't really, but at the time we thought you can't really, but like now I feel like now women don't fucking stand for that.
0: No, you, okay. Do so, not fucking
1: stand for that. If there is some anybody standing around you, you should, doesn't matter. You should s- shout it out and be like, you're a creep ball. I'm going to get you arrested. Keep your hands off of me and anybody else on this. Keep your hands to yourself.
0: There is a reason that all of that stuff is happening because we're just fucking fed up. But there is still a moment where, so- Aubrey and I got catcalled like literally outside of our apartment by a bunch of drunk guys. We were just getting out of the car. I I think we were even in our pajamas because sometimes we go to Taco Bell in our pajamas. Don't don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like in fuzzy ninja turtle pants and like oversized sweatshirts. And there were drunk guys coming out of the out of the bar, so they noticed that we were female and and literally Like, we're like, hey, baby, blah, blah, blah. And I, like, made a weird face at them. And then I, like, acknowledged that. Like, I think I even said hello. And they're like, well, fine. Don't fucking say hello to us. Fuck you, bitch. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is how people get killed. Like, yeah, because I didn't say hello to you loud enough. I, I get told that I'm a bitch, like, and I literally did, like, I even did the thing that he wanted me to do, like. Yes, like, yeah, it, yeah. And I was like, I think I just made a huge mistake, and then I, like, felt really pissed off about it. I'm like, fuck you, and then I'm like, oh, God, thank God I'm next to my apartment, I ran inside. Like, I was like, I got all big and puffed up, and I'm like, but these guys are double my size and they have a huge truck and what if they figure out where I live and on and on and on and on and I was like I've made a huge mistake (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah all
1: just because you wanted to go to Taco Bell and have some Taco Bell. Like I just want to walk home. (laughs) Yeah I just want to walk home and feel safe. Can you not notice me? Just not notice me. Mm -hmm. Or say something about the weather or we can continue talking about the bus like I, like just don't make me feel suddenly aware of the fact that you know that I have a hole that can be fucked and a face that can be punched like mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah all of the all of the hot harassment all of the shit and again like let's just talk about the fact that I think I am a terrible person because I have to like Whenever I have a conversation with a man, there's literally like, unless it's a man that I know well, but like the initial five to 10 conversations, I'm like, is he checking me out? Is he looking at my boobs? And what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Like, how am I telegraphing to him that I want to have sex with him? I do not want to have sex with you. I'm trying to tell you with my brain and my eyes that I don't want to have sex with you. Do you understand? Are you getting this message? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah
0: we are just in a we are just in a conversation about work right okay you're bringing up stuff about about not work stuff okay we're we're getting into weird territory now all right yeah and i i know that it has to be terrible for men who are genuinely not doing any of that shit
1: oh yeah yeah and i but i think that there are people who are in power that are, who are doing terrible things, that are raping women, that are masturbating in front of them, that are uh, threatening women and making it seriously, like, I don't mean seriously, uh, but making it dangerous for them. But I think there are a bunch of other people who think of themselves like as not that type of person Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who don't realize the other little things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like plenty of people are not doing for on the express train, <laughs> the, the right. number one or two express train or whatever it was coming from the upper West side or the Upper East side for that matter. Uh, plenty of men <laughs> were not doing that. Um, and, but I, I don't know if people realize how some of the little things or, you know, there are plenty of people who are not drunk talking to people on the, on the street who are not saying things that make people feel unsafe. Uh, but they just don't, they, they really, really don't understand how some of their other actions are, do, are harmful and do make people feel super bad about mm-hmm. being a woman or unsafe. hmm even though they may think of themselves as a person who would never do any of those other things. Like, I don't mean to qualify it, but it seems like it does deserve a qualification because I feel like people, men and and women for that matter, people, people don't realize how they're, uh, how they are inculcated with or how they're, their privilege or whatever is showing. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, no, the, they don't Their privilege. What... And also their internalized misogyny.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Internalized misogyny. Like that boss that did that, like, hey, darling, go get me a drink. Like, I'm not your wife. Uh, I'm not your girlfriend don't call me that. I'm your employee, especially not in front of another male employee who I now feel like, can I get you a drink too? (laughs) You know, like, should I be Mm -hmm. wearing a little swimsuit with bunny ears and come back with a tray and ask you if you would also like some cigarettes? Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, and a lap dance. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it felt. But I, I know for certain that if I had confronted him with that and said like hey that was not cool when you said that and it made me feel this way just fyi he, i think he would have been horrified but i didn't want to rock the boat and so i didn't say anything well and, and i'm and... fairly certain that i did talk to my friend th- my co-worker who was standing right there with him and was pretty incensed about the whole situation and he kind of was like i don't know what to say like right. he just didn't know he was like ah ugh.
0: oh so uh, sorry i i, I digress but like when all that stuff is going on in my head and I'm saying, I'm like trying to mentally telegraph to people. Like, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't know. Like, I feel like I am getting the wrong signals. Like I feel like I am imposing all of these patriarchy things on them where I don't know if they're actually looking at me that way or anything. So I feel kind of like, I don't know, like I'm, not yeah I guess full of myself that I'm even thinking that they would be thinking about me that way and then I just like it twirls in on itself because I'm like okay but I definitely saw them look down my shirt just now so now I don't like oh well they they could have just it could have just been a glance that they didn't know where their eyes were gonna go and blah, blah blah like all of this stuff and it twists in on itself and it's like I shouldn't have to think about this. Like, it's not that I am thinking ill of them, but, like, I think ill of the culture that they were created in, and so I have to think about this now. And it's likely that they're not thinking about it at all, which is exactly your point of, like, he wouldn't have thought anything of it. Like, hey, hun, he probably wouldn't have even thought anything of it slapping you on the ass as you went away. Like, <laughs> that's all in good, that's all within the realm of his ability to do because he is this person. I actually got um almost called hun by an old guy on the podcast and I was like I, I he it started coming out of his mouth and I like bristled and he's like Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> uh gulp gulp vicky i mean (laughs) lol i wouldn't have said that it wouldn't have come out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, i i know you don't mean any harm by it but just by the fact that it's part of your vernacular like it is harmful
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and there are plenty of other yeah there are other things that yeah that i that i I realized that I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That was really dumb and stupid. And, but, uh, it was also like, Oh my God, why, why should I be worried about my body? And mm-hmm. then why should I? <sighs>
0: where, where my body is in space, where my body is in relation, is it, it is, is it covered up enough? Is it covered up too much? Am I sending the signal that I am, I am, emotionally unavailable or sexually unavailable is that is that the right signal to be sending like the awareness that we have to have at all times is infuriating yeah because the mental space that it would that it would free up to just be like oh i'm fine i can just walk down the street yeah i can just pop over to to the grocery store it's no problem yeah yeah yeah, literally this morning. I know that I know that this maybe wasn't Aubrey's uh, full thought process, but we were out running. It was dark. OK, so it's dark in our town. Normally, we don't really worry about that, but there were no lights on the end of the path. Oh. And so Aubrey like is shouting for me from a from a bridge because you go under the bridge and then you can go over the bridge she was shouting at from me from the top of the bridge. She's like, "Hey, hey, I didn't go that way, cause there's no lights. <laughs> <laughs> you should go this way." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." And then later, she's like, "It's not really because there are people that are gonna drop out of the bushes. Out of the bushes, it's probably because there are wild animals." But I'm like, "Yeah, but there's also people that are gonna yeah. jump out of the bushes at us, like." That's the that's the thought that has to go through your head as a woman in any situation. Yes. All right, sorry. What, what were you gonna?
1: Oh no, I have nothing to add. That's yeah. <laughs> like just you have to think about it in, in so many different p- points in life, and it would be great to have that mental space available for other things.
0: <laughs> now, what do what do people who don't have to constantly be on guard think about? What is yeah. it what is it like to be like relaxed? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I can't I don't I feel like I can't start to tell my story because uh, some of the people were the same gender as me. So does that count? And some of the people were the like uh, in a caretaking position of me. So does that count? And some of the pe- like I actually have this memory that I don't know is a memory. I don't. I literally cannot tell if it is a memory or not, and I can't imagine five or six-year-old me making it up, but it feels made up to me. So I don't know if that's just the veneer that I put on it so that I don't have to deal with that memory.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Right. I have a similar situation from five-year-old, but I think that it, yeah, it's hard to, I mean, I know that it happened to my friend, but, and I know I was in the house. Did it happen to me? I don't think it happened to me, but I think, but I know it happened to her while I was there. Frequently. And it was always like probable that it would happen while I was there. <laughs> so, yeah, but you're like, but I was five and I didn't really understand it.
0: Right. Then. And I didn't know what was going on. And then looking back and like assessing those memories, and you're like, is that how it happened? Was I there or was that. Yeah, I
1: also feel bad for because I I also feel dumb in some ways, because there are things like I said, there are things that happened. And uh, later, like later on, I'm thinking about another situation that happened in life where that I had said earlier that I feel really dumb about. And um, it wasn't until years later that i realized that i had gotten blackout drunk i i mm. literally thought until recently like just a couple of years ago i realized oh i i had thought to myself for years i've never been blackout drunk i have never been that drunk i have never ever ever been that drunk i i cannot speak for any time that i you know don't remember that's never happened to me and then just a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, holy shit, that is what happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: that time. And that is why that happened. And that's why, oh, 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 shit. Like, <laughs> that's, uh, and so I just, I wonder how many people, well, I know that this happened, because I, there's somebody I know who, um who also had an experience where she was drugged. And didn't know what was wrong with her for years. She just got super, super sick. Um, she uh, just a totally, um, total emotional and physical breakdown, but mm-hmm. did not know why. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like a year and a half, two years, maybe five years after the incident that she had been raped by her best friend and had... um had been given a rape drug Mm -hmm. by him Mm -hmm. and she didn't realize it until a bunch of other women came forward. And then she was like, Oh my God, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. That's what happened to me. That's why all of this shit is happening to me. Mm -hmm. It's because of that, that situation with that friend. And she had, I think, tried to, uh, you know, confront him about it, but he gaslit her (sighs) and then cut her out and then cut her out of his life. Uh, and so as a result, she also kind of, you know, she, I don't know, survival or something happens and people just gaslight themselves. Yeah. And so they don't realize for years what had, like, the impact of what had happened, what happened that one night or those many nights or whatever, like, the implications of it. And that's, um, yeah, that so similarly – I've had that sort of realization for myself, where I was like, "Oh my God, that I have been blackout drunk. That is what happened. That's why that happened. Oh my God, I. There are a whole lot of other things that happened that night, probably that I I seriously don't remember because of that. And that, and yeah. <laughs> oh my God, like okay. how how dumb was I that all these years later I didn't I just didn't put it together and felt really dumb and embarrassed about it like
0: anyway (laughs) well I mean you think about this stuff too as like putting stuff together especially when you're younger you have all these memories of things you're like that was weird and then you go you revisit it later in life and you're like oh my god that's what happened like
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what that was. That's what that's called. Oh, that did happen to me. I thought that all these years I hadn't that I hadn't experienced something like that. And then you re- it's it's this me too thing where yeah. you suddenly realize, oh, my God, no, that's happened to me like a 100 times Yeah. or or one very big or two very big times or three very big times. And I just never really put it together because it seemed super shameful and confusing. And so I buried it and told myself it was my fault.
0: <laughs> well, and I have <clears throat> I don't even know how to bring this up delicately, but I know someone who was constantly raped by their husband. I know two people. Oh my god, this is so But they are they're not sure if it's rape for a while, because it's like, well, I mean, I consented to be in this relationship, and I love this person, and I know that normally I want to have sex with them, it's just that this time I didn't want to, but we did anyway, and I kind of, like, after a while, I kind of just relented, so is that rape? I don't know. I definitely did it when I didn't want to, but, well, I don't know. I mean, this time, this time felt really bad, but this time wasn't really bad, And after a while, I just started doing it whenever he wanted so that I that didn't happen. Like all of these things like have been said by these two particular women to me, like talking about this. I'm sorry, like I just keep going over all the women who I know who like don't consider what happened to them rape. And I'm like if you don't want to call it that for whatever reason that you have your own reasons, but that's what it was. Like there's no other way to qualify it. Like, Oh no. Oh no. I, I let it happen. And I was like, it doesn't sound like any of these situations were consensual. (laughs) Yeah. But I, you know, I don't know. And I, I can't, I can't go back and be there with them and like assess it. Right.
1: Well, it doesn't even, um, you know, require assessment. It sounds like that's that is what that is. And it, go, it goes back to like uh, women, it, the power thing. Like uh, the women who were with Harvey Weinstein are women who are in similar situations are told, don't embarrass me. Mm -hmm. Just do this thing. And it's not even so yeah, it doesn't even it doesn't even start with a like, well, it's maybe it starts with a threat of your career, Mm -hmm. like or not a threat, but a a seeming boost to your career, Mm -hmm. where like, I'm gonna help make you a star if you would just do these things Mm -hmm. and then, or be here while I do these things, which is disgusting enough. And then, uh, but then it comes into, well, just don't embarrass me. Don't go away. Mm -hmm. Don't, uh, don't walk out of here. Like, um, don't do all these things that protect my emotions or, Mm -hmm. or don't do all these things that would hurt my emotions or whatever. And so I think that That is, I don't know, there's probably another word for it other than power, but it's this whole thing where um, having to give sexual favors or sexual anything in in order to preserve somebody's emotions Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: probably not, that does not seem like a very consensual. (laughs) Right. That's not a, like, oh, yeah, let's both have sex. Let's a, both enjoy ourselves. That's, that's, it's just, the, the whole purpose of it is to preserve somebody's emotions. That's not having sex. That right. does sound, like, great.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> give me something because otherwise I will feel bad. Or give me something because I deserve it. Like, what? <laughs> the... This was a while ago. I think it was a few years ago. They were talking about right like trying to get it through people's idiot heads that like what rape is. And they're like, "Hey, if if uh, someone is there and you say, "Hey, can I have $20?" and they give you $20, that's consent." And then they're like, "If someone is passed out, and you say, hey, can I have $20? And then you reach into their pocket and take it. That's not consent. <laughs> like, you don't do, like, that, that is the definition of not consent. <laughs> or literally, also, if they're like, no, no, I don't want to give you my $20. That is also not consent. Hey, girl, where'd you go? You okay?
1: All of a sudden, yeah. All (laughs) this. (sighs) It's just, yeah. It does. It goes into my head.
0: (laughs) Even in this conversation, we didn't get super specific with anything. We didn't go into immense detail. We just talked about things very generally and very truthfully. And it still feels so, like, such a huge labor, to talk about it and to think about it and to confront it and to be like, this really happened to me many times. It's happened to every woman that I've ever met. And it's so ugh. I I actually still talk like I wanna believe that there's a unicorn. Like I wanna believe that there's a woman who has never been hit on, never been sexually harassed, never been catcalled, never been made to do anything that she didn't want to do like I want to believe it but I almost don't like I I almost I almost don't and that I don't know which is worth holding on to this hope that there's someone out there some people out there who who haven't had to have this experience or knowing that there isn't anybody
1: yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, those are two, you're right, terrible extremes, but or not even extremes. They are, they're Schrodinger's cat,
0: both of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do, I have conversations with women who are like, yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. Like, I've never even been cat called. And then I start, I I mean, just like two questions in, I'm like, oh, you've never been, uh, this has never happened to you? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, that's happened to me. I'm like, okay. I mean, that's also harassment. And I feel like, on one hand, should I tell these women? Should I, like, rip the Band-Aid off? Or should I just be like, okay, that's good. That is great. I'm very happy for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I no, know. I think you're, I, I I feel like the band-aid should be pulled off because then, I mean, maybe it is painful uh, pulling off a band-aid. But I think if you don't, that's how people elect Trump. Uh,
0: <sighs> yes, that's how we get a literal rapist in office. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to digress here for a second because I'm. We're talking about heavy topics and this is sort of tangentially related, but I'm listening to Hillary read her book right now. Oh, cool. And it's so good. But, well, first of all, I have to keep turning it off because I get so fucking mad. And so yeah. sad and so mad and so smangry. And like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I keep going back. Like, I was very young when the Monica Lewinsky scandal happened. And I keep trying to figure out how Hillary Clinton is still with Bill. Right. I just like I can't put it together. And I wonder if that actually has a little bit to do with why she couldn't be elected. Like she has all the credentials. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. And for all intents and purposes, she's a feminist fucking icon. Yes. Except that one thing. Like, she stayed with a man who had a very public affair with... Multiple. 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 Sorry, I was very young. I was very young. But, like, multiple public affairs. And on the one hand, I want to be the person who's like, you know, they govern their own sex life. And maybe it was not... Maybe it didn't have anything to do with their relationship maybe this was an okay thing in within the context of their relationship and we can speculate about that all we want but at the end of the day it seems like he was being unfaithful and it seems like she has forgiven him for that yeah and that's not something a feminist would do
1: a feminist would do is forgive
0: i mean uh she would she would forgive but Would a feminist stay with a man who is not treating her well? Who is not
1: being faithful to their relationship.
0: Right. Because I'm to the part of the book that I had to turn it off where he, uh, Bill apparently lost the election because Hillary hadn't changed her name and she, ta- she was still Hil- Hillary Rodham? Yeah, she was still Hillary Rodham. She had never intended to change her name to Clinton, but this was in the 70s when that was unheard of. And so he basically, in the way that it sounds, the way that the book is written, it sounds like she had to add Clinton to her name in order for him to proceed to get public offices. Because otherwise, quote, you know, you don't have control of your woman and all that shit. But she is, it seems like she is changing everything about herself in order to further Bill's career. Yeah. Like, she starts wearing makeup. She starts wearing contacts. She starts behaving in a certain way. She changes her name. And I'm just like, I'm starting to just flip my shit about it.
1: Yeah wearing her hair a different way and mm-hmm. yeah, different clothes.
0: But like right before this, she talks about how she was kind of a sideshow because she would be trying court and like people would come in and watch the quote unquote lady lawyer. And I'm like, this is despicable. Like you, like you don't do that to people. You don't come into someone's office and watch people cause they're, a woman (laughs) like that that like some sideshow freak is doing something completely incredible like how is it possible that someone with tits can do this amazing act i don't know i just get mad and mad and mad and mad and mad and right now i'm at the point where i'm like i don't know if i can go on
1: (laughs) yeah because i feel like it gets worse I feel like I read an art, I know I read an article in the New York Times uh, interviewing a couple of women who have been had supported Hillary, and had been supporting her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like knew her in college, and then knew her just after college, and had inter- She had introduced them to various circles, and or they had introduced her. It was this interesting amalgamation of of women, and they literally begged. One of them went to Bill and literally begged him not to propose to her oh my because God. she said uh, she didn't know about the I don't know if she knew about the cheating or that he was an unfaithful type of guy, but she knew that Hillary was could be a really powerful politician and that he could be a very powerful politician. They both had you know drive and ambition. And you know all the things that they both that everybody believed in in the Democratic Party, but if she married him, uh, she would become second banana to him. Yeah, yeah, like you're saying. Yeah, and so they knew they knew that those ladies knew, or they claimed at least in that article that they knew that then, and were like, please don't do this, don't do this to her because she is our chance. She will. She is our opportunity, and she will make change. But if you marry her, she has to be
0: your second fiddle. Thing.
1: Yeah, she, she can't be the things cool. that we want her to to do for us and the a- aspirations that she has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people were like, "Well, you know, if they get married, they're going to be a great power couple, and that's fantastic." But I, I think, in general, these women were pretty much disappointed by their marriage. They were impressed by it, but they were disappointed because they knew what it would do to her. And so they were they were part of the reason why she became a senator in New York and why uh, she ran. They were some of her. Well, again, this is the New York Times. So <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they were some of her most ardent supporters uh, when she ran for president. And they were they were always they always had wanted her to be president. So yeah, that's, I'm surprised she hasn't, well, I guess it's not their perspective, it's her perspective in the book. So there's that, I guess.
0: She describes everything she describes about their actual relationship is very loving and endearing and great. So they're like, at least forward facing, there's love there and there is like companionship there. But I just don't, like, this this is kind of what I say about all the the amazing women that I see being subsumed into a relationship is, like, he better have a golden penis. (laughs) So true. Like, the dick better be good. (laughs)
1: Are there any podcast networks in Northfield that you can... (laughs) Maybe you could work for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is a media company that just moved in downstairs that I need to talk to because they have a recording studio. And if that puppy is soundproof, that is my golden ticket to not having trains. (laughs) 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 Yes. Woohoo. Woohoo. But yeah, I just need to make friends with them. But again, it's two white dudes, and I just don't want to go oh. in there and be like, "Hey, I need to flip my hair, and I need to like uh, be super like, ugh." It was two women down there. I'd already be fucking recording down there. We'd be trading, <laughs> we'd be trading shit back and forth. It would be great. Two men. I feel like I have to walk in there with something extra to provide for them. I hate myself. I hate myself every time I walk by. And they have a dog. I should just walk in there and be like, "I'm here to pet your dog." (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, you've got a recording studio. Oh, cool.
0: (laughs) You guys do podcasts. (laughs) 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 Neat. Okay. Uh, So, how much do you charge to rent your recording studio? Oh, nothing. What days? (laughs) What days of (laughs) the week? Okay, let's make a schedule. <laughs>
1: and the dog's like, hey, pet me. Pet me some more. Pet, were, me. pet
0: me. I thought you were here to pet me. You said you were here to pet me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. All right, I'm going to stop recording.
1: Okay.